Welcome to Talkalicious. I'm Christine, your virtual bestie. This is happy hour. It is so good to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Are you even saying that? I think I'm the only person in my town, wherever I'm at, even over the phone, who's saying happy Thanksgiving. And it's late this year. Come on, people. I, it, I think it's interesting to see how social media has changed, how we interact. When you actually look at somebody and smile and say happy Thanksgiving, oh my gosh, you get so much love back. So if you're not feeling the love, which is really easy, let's be honest, you're going to be hanging out with family. The best Thanksgiving I ever had in my life was when I went to somebody else's family for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think we should do family swap. I, I'm telling you, you will enjoy every holiday when you do it with other people's families because you're not caught up in their drama. You know, this cousin with that auntie and this one and the in-laws and blah, 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 and everyone's like complaining at each other. Well, when you go into another family, you can like everybody. And so you're the most well-loved person in the room. I did that one year. We couldn't celebrate Thanksgiving on actual Thanksgiving with our families. Everybody had just, it was just one year of chaos. And so on the actual day, I didn't have a whole lot to do. And we were just going to hang out at home and I was going to make a little turkey, whatever. And then my girlfriend's like, come over. And I love their family. I've known all of them for years, extended family as well. I've done lots of things. Whole. I told Joe, hubby, this is the best of Thanksgiving ever because we could just sit back, eat till our heart's content, fill our tummies, have a couple glasses of wine and enjoy all the gossip about what was going on in somebody else's family. If you haven't done it, you should totally try it. Don't be sad about not having your own family. Be happy because you can love everybody else in another family. Uh, speaking of family, oh, I got to tell you what happened first. So... I have, I think, I mean, that's what everyone thinks is I have, um, what's it called? Piriformis, piriformis syndrome. It's like a tightening of the hips. So yeah, my milkshake is a little curdled. You know, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Oh yeah, my milkshake's nice. Oh, that's Siri. <laughs> my watch turned on. Siri's like, that wasn't nice. Oh, she has a comment on my singing. Come on now. Uh, anyway, so I had to go in and they have to put you under to give you an injection for this thing. Like it's a full on, like considered a surgical procedure. And I've never really had any issues or whatever. So it was good. We're perfectly fine. But the funny thing is, is they said, we need you to take a pregnancy test. I'm like, I'm on the pill. And well, is there a chance? I go, well, my husband had a vasectomy. I don't think there's any chance unless there's the immaculate conception. And she goes, can you still give me one? I go, hey, don't tell my husband. Because I know he likes to think he's a miracle worker, but let me tell you, <laughs> until you can round the bases on your own, baby, no man is going to ever satisfy you. <laughs> There's your Thanksgiving love. <laughs> I was like, really? You want to take a pregnancy test? I'm on the pill. He has a That's how afraid I am of having another kid. Yeah, I, I, I'm building my own wall. <laughs> Nothing is going to, you know. I love people who have many kids. I wasn't woman enough for it, not judging. Speaking of our kids and the holidays, so Girl Scout officials are doing this again. And I'm curious as to what, how you feel about this because, quite frankly, it gets my panties in a ruffle. Uh, Girl Scouts have now shared a reminder because now it's a reminder not to make your daughters hug anybody in the family that they don't want to. Yeah, have you ever been around some kids? And let's face it, we talked earlier about family members. I remember I was scared of a couple of the family members, but what'd your mom do? Go hug them. Uh, did I feel like that I somehow learned to give love when I didn't have to? Not at all. 
What you did was you be nice to the old people in your family. It's very different than going out and hugging everybody on the street. And so I have a problem with this messaging and I'm wondering how you feel. I mean, how do you tell your, you know, you're six, seven, about what is it, about six, seven, eight years old? They all get a little funky, especially if they're really elderly. I know sometimes that can be scary to kids, but we're humans. We need touch. Is it really that bad to hug grandma who's 89 years old? I had to be forced and so should you because sometimes I had a grandfather. He scared the bejeebers out of me. One time I dropped a hair. You know how a hair falls out of your head? I'll never forget this. I was like eight years old. You didn't get a hair on your clothes and you pull it off and put it on the ground. Holy cannoli. He shook me and he's like, don't ever do that. And now I find hair gross. In fact, that's why I have to drink when I go out dancing. Because when girls are flopping their hair, trying to be all sexy in that, um, if their hair touches me, I have an issue. So I blame my grandfather. Maybe if I wasn't forced to be around my grandfather at the holidays, it wouldn't have been an issue. (laughs) Maybe that's the takeaway. (laughs) I think you're more scarred when you get in trouble with your grandparents than you are being forced to hug an elderly person. I, I am concerned, though, because I do think I love kids, and I also think that they have to be taught human kindness. You have to teach people how to treat. Now, if you got some creepy uncle that's like, you know, grabbing their inappropriate places, then obviously we don't invite him anyway. And I think that's the other part. You know, when who do you invite in your home? Do you invite people? And I get it. Not everyone's going to make your kids comfortable. But this is really bad for me is I don't think hugging some family members is bad. I also think that as an auntie, that whenever I see my nieces, I'm always like high-fiving them or even like I have some friends that they make their sons try to hug me and I was like, they're teenagers. They don't want to hug some old lady like me. Come on. So I high-five them. I'm like, it's okay. Just high-five me because I also think as the recipient, especially if it's not family, come on, grandma's different, but I can high-five, give a little peck to my nieces on the top of their head and do a side hug or whatever. I don't want to make someone around me feel uncomfortable. So I think we have both ways that have to work here. You know, hopefully as adults, we're not forcing our kids to do the receiving end of the adult, like me. You know, I wouldn't want to, I would hope that they would want to, you know, hug or kiss me, especially when they're little guys. As they get older, I get it. It gets weird. And then they come back and hug again in their 20s. Or, And some of the girls hug forever. Some boys will hug forever. So I don't know. I think the ones who are uncomfortable with, I think you can teach them other ways to be loving and affectionate without... Um, I guess, hindering their borderline. Does that make sense? Is that right? Is that the right word? Boundaries and borderline. <laughs> it's all about boundaries. Boundaries. Oh, gosh. Okay, so this, it's talking about our kids. All right, so I get it. Our kids drive us crazy. I got two teenagers and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Lord, please don't let me kill these children. Don't want to have to go to prison and play hard to get. I'm like, seriously, right now. But anyway, I feel bad for these parents. So their, their son, 56, goes to their retirement community. He's like, I'm not leaving. And I'm like, maybe he can stay because he's 56. He's elderly too. (laughs) The funny thing is, is they are deemed like Florida's friendliest hometown. And his elderly parents are like, call the police on him. They're like, yeah, we don't want him here. And look at they, he's got some problems. I mean, obviously he's 56 and he's homeless and he's trying to live with his parents. I mean, who wants to live with your 80 something year old parents? The funny thing about this article and they're talking about it is that in the article, the police are like, They tried to shoo him away. I'm like, okay, totally in their 80s or 90s. Who says shoo anymore? Shoo. Uh, I can tell you right now, if you're a Gen X parent, you're like, get the 
out. <laughs> do you think we'll be saying that? Or do you think we'll be going, shoo, you need to shoo on out of here. <laughs> Things have changed. Yeah, you know there is going to be some jams on in my home. There's going to be some jams. My old music, I'm like, you guys don't know rap like I know rap. I mean, come on, let's go. Let me bring it down. When we talk about our families and getting together and how difficult it can be, let's be really thankful we're not a royal. Have you been watching The Crown? Oh, God, it's so good. So if you haven't been watching it, you need to catch up. I will say when I started watching uh, this season, I had to go back through history because they've had some scandals and things happen in the past, and there were people there that I didn't know. So you could technically pick up right from season three, but it's so good. I don't know why you would want to. So if you're looking for something to binge watch and you haven't started, which what are you doing living under a rock? It is really good. But you know, the Royals, hmm. time for a drinky drink on this one. Can you imagine being the queen right now? She's like, my God, I got my kids messing up. I got my grandkids messing up. Everyone's going and the people are like, why are we paying these crazy people? Because they're just living this lap of luxury. And she's like, people, Get your stuff together. I'm almost 95 years old. Speaking of which, it looks like Prince Charles. He's been called now, I think it's called like Regent of Air or something. Let me see. I got it written right down here because I knew I was never going to do this because, hmm, I'm not a royal. and Prince Regent because he's getting ready to take over. Supposedly, this means that the queen is retiring. The first thing Joe Hubby says is, can the queen retire? I'm like, yeah, her husband did. I mean... Eventually, everybody has to step down. She went a long time. You know what always scares me? So Joe had this professor. You know, when you're a college professor, you basically can die lecturing. You get to stay there forever unless you've done something horrible. And if you are, you've probably committed a crime. So he had this one professor that would make more in retirement than he was making on his paycheck. And so and my husband was like, hey, you know, you're sick a lot and you know you worked really hard why don't you take some time off he really was into civil war reenactments if that gives you any indication of his passion of his age great guy and he's like i can't quit because i feel like i'll die well he got kind of sick he retired and i hope that doesn't happen to the queen okay that was kind of sad anyway first of all did you know According to some experts, I don't know if I believe this or not, but then I think about it and I think, yeah, it could probably happen because I totally thought the Brady Bunch was real. Uh, people think the crown is real. And, you know, they have, you know, like what I always say when I'm telling a story of something that happened, I said uh, reenactment for dramatization purposes. I like to dramatize my stories. Well, so does everybody else. If you think the crown is real, you're crazy. Now Prince Charles is taking over. You know, Prince Andrew has that whole sex thing, which I don't even want to get into, but... What I think is really interesting is this whole Meghan Markle thing. First of all, I do feel sorry for her. Second of all, I'm like, huh, welcome to family, marriage, and babies. I don't know if you saw this uh, a while ago that Meghan and Harry had went on tour and she came out and says, nobody asks how I'm doing. I'm like, welcome to the real world. It doesn't matter if you're a duchess or Christine living in Bakersfield. There's a little known fact about getting married. The minute you announce your engagement, the first thing everybody wants to do is see the ring. The next thing wins the date. If you don't set that date for years, nobody cares about you. Once you have that date set, that's it. It's like all this hoopla. You're in this planning la-la land. There's all this hoopla around you and everyone's excited for you. And it's just however long it took for you to plan your engagement. Mine, eh, about eight months or plan my wedding, about eight months. And it is, it's a lot. Then you get married 
and you go on your honeymoon, you come back and you get back to work or you get back to your life, nobody cares. And you're like, whoa, because you had all this attention on you. So think about it. She had all that attention on her because first she's an actress, so she must like it. Second of all, uh, she's marrying hmm, a prince and so she was the center of attention. Then she came back and what's next? Get back to work while you're gone, by the way. I, I love it. When you go back to work, everybody's like, yeah, uh, you need to catch up on this stuff. We couldn't finish it all because we had too much work to do while you were gone. You're like, but I just got back from my wedding. Don't you want to see the honeymoon photos? No, they do not. They do not care. That's the sad truth. That's what nobody talks about after you get married. I remember thinking, wow, it's just me and him now. So again, like we've always said before, are you swiping right or are you, are you picking right? Right? You swipe right, you pick right. Hopefully you're picking right because when you come home and all the hoopla's gone, you look around and you're like, this is it. Binge watching and whatever else married couples do. I remember, oh, after kids, let's talk about the kid thing. Megan Markle again, how are you doing? Megan, no one cares because after you get married, the first thing they talk about is when are you having kids? Yes. And then you're like, oh, I'm naming a wait. You get all the kid pressure. By the way, I was married eight years before I had kids. I wasn't sure I wanted them. I mean, I wanted them. I said I'd have them, but I wasn't sure I really wanted them. I'm the oldest of six. I was like a little mom for a long time, and I just didn't want that. I just, I was like, I've had enough kids. But I did, was, I said I would have kids. I told my husband I have kids. But eight years. I'll give you my advice, especially if you see family for Thanksgiving. I know it can be hard. I've um, been married eight years. The first, at first... We had, I support, I quit my, I quit school, supported Joe through his PhD program. And then when he got a job, I went back to school. But after he graduated, his parents were like, why don't you have a baby? I'm like, I got things to do. I quit college for him. I got to go back and finish. So we go back to finish. And my mother-in-law was always hampering me. Then we bought a house. Why don't you have kids? I'm like, I'm not ready yet. So one Mother's Day, I had a little bit too much champagne. I was enjoying the mimosas. And my mother-in-law comes at me and she's like, so when are you going to have kids? This is your answer. You don't have to get your panties in a ruffle because I like to use humor and shock value. And you don't have to be all offended. Everyone's get offended. You better start learning to laugh at life because life is hard enough. What I said to her, I turned and looked at her because she'd always hit my mom. Tell her to have kids. Tell her to have kids. My mom would be like, don't tell her to do that. We'll never get any grandkids out of her. I was like, dang right, sister. This factory could be closed for as long as I want. Anyway, the point is my mother-in-law looks at me and says, when are you going to have babies? I said, I'm trying all the time. Okay, I didn't really say it like that. I was probably a little bit loopier. I'm trying all the time. I don't know how I said it. But bottom line, she looked at me. Oh, Dios mío, Cristina. Because the last thing a Mexican mom wants to hear is her son is having sex. <laughs> yeah, we've tried all the different positions, up, down, temperature, all over. We put stuff in the refrigerator. We hang things from the ceiling fan. Nothing's working. Do you have an idea for us? <laughs> there's 89 year old grandma going I just wanted a hug I don't care I just want a hug <laughs> that's how you do it oh you should have seen the look on it she's very conservative like seriously like when I went in for that procedure they're like do you have an advanced health care directive I put yes step on the cord <laughs> I'm like I'm good my mother-in-law is very much about well God will take you when God takes you I'm like yeah well the good Lord's been calling but science has been stepping on it <laughs> so Sorry, I told Joe, I said, if you need me to, I'll just casually give your mom a hug and step on the cord for you. <laughs> and grandma's like, I just want a hug. I just want a hug. Anyway, so Meghan Markle's complaining. Here's the deal. Once you have that baby, you get all the hoopla while you have the baby. Everybody's asking how you're doing. Oh, sit down. Let me get that for you. I kind of liked a lot of it. 
The only thing I didn't like doing was stretching, you know, because supposedly, and I don't even know if it's true or just whatever, but in my mind, for some weird reason, it's stuck. You know, you get weird as women, we get weird thoughts that somehow if I stretch, like reaching for top shelves and stuff, would stretch out the umbilical cord and then somehow wrap around my baby's neck. So I refused to put my arms up a little bit. I would not raise my arms above my head. <laughs> hey, everyone's got a freak thing. Everyone's got a freak thing. But here's the deal. When you're pregnant, everyone is kind of nice to you. Then you shoot out the baby. They don't even know who you are. They don't even acknowledge you anymore in the room. They walk in and they go straight to the baby. And I think that's another hard reality for women. I remember looking at Joe going, I want my baby back. Get my baby back. Especially when they're new. You're like, there's something about that attachment. My mother-in-law would come and mom and everybody would take the baby and they'd be gone and disappear so I could rest. No, I want my baby. Can you clean my house? <laughs> so I think that uh, Megan probably needs to grow up a little bit. We all have done this. So it doesn't matter how much money, how much help you have or whatever else. Bottom line is these are real feelings that I don't think most people have identified up to this point, right? Yeah. And she's getting all judgy for coming out to California to spend Thanksgiving with her mother. Is that bad? I'm going to say... Well, you know, I'm the mom of a son. So, of course, I'd be like, okay. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Actually, let me bring this up. I just joke about that. The reality is, is does it matter what day you celebrate Thanksgiving as long as family's together, right? My girlfriend's mother-in-law has her panties in a ruffle because my girlfriend's sister has since moved up here to Bakersfield from L.A., so they're not going to go down on Thanksgiving. They're going to go down afterwards. So they're still going down this weekend and her mother-in-law's, but you're not going to be here on Thanksgiving. And she's like, no. And I think we have to be careful. Do we let a date on the calendar decide how and when we love our family? Has that what we've become about? Is it all the advertising? Is it What is that? I don't care. Like I told the boys, you will never have to pick between my house and any future partner's house ever. Just as long as you guys come and I get access to some grandbabies. Hopefully they'll give them to me and they'll end up being girls because I don't need any more boys in my life. <laughs> I have all, lots of brothers, only one sister, and I've got two boys and I only have a couple of nieces and I, I could really, but I don't want my own. I want some I could put stickers and glitter and do all crazy things with. <laughs> Apparently these are dangerous times for the, for the monarch. Yeah. Is that system outdated? I don't know. I don't know if you really need, I walk around here calling myself the queen. I don't <laughs> the only problem is I don't have a cook driver millions upon millions of dollars and I don't have a real crown I have a fake one does that even count oh binge watching are you gonna binge watch if you haven't watched the crown I wanted to tell you what I was binge watching I found a show on Netflix which actually comes from true tv if you're looking for something to watch it is hilarious uh if you're easily offended I'm not sure why you'd be listening to this show or anything else but this show is funny it's called I'm sorry it's about a couple. Their daughter is probably a kindergartner. I can't tell if it's preschool or kindergarten. Who knows anymore, right? Anyway, she is a comedian or comedy writer. She's got like a straight-laced husband. And I'm just going to say, read it before you go. I watch stuff in front of my teenagers all the time because I feel like whatever those kids are saying on campus would be far worse than anything I'm going to show them. Um, but I definitely probably wouldn't have it around the little kids. But it is funny. And if you love funny and you want to laugh because personally... I think that that's the best medicine. I was asking some people, what are you watching? Because I feel like everything is so dark and heavy. Investigation Discovery used to be like one of my favorite channels and now they have made murder like so 
sad and disgusting. I mean, now, I mean, it used to be like Southern Fried Homicide, Wives with Knives, Step Monstresses, Deadly Women, which is still one of my favorites. I love that show. Who the Bleep Did I Marry? That's good stuff. You could watch it, know it's murder, but be highly entertained. Now it's The Killer Beside Me, The Monster Within, American Monster, The Evil with da 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 and they close it with dark. I'm like, Phew. gosh, you make murder so negative. I can't even watch it. It's too depressing. You know, I like to ask young people, hey, what are you, what are you watching? I want something light and funny. I don't be around family during the holidays. I don't need more drama. I'm okay with watching. So if you're looking for something funny, I'm sorry is good. I'm definitely staying away from the negativity. I want to be smiling. And speaking of which, I hope you wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And then after the holidays, happy holidays. I'm going to be ready for Black Friday to be over. How about you? Yeah, me too. Black Friday's been happening since Halloween, I think. I'm, I'm like Black Friday'd out. I don't think the prices are going to get better. That's my own opinion. It feels like if you watch them, they all stay about the same. So they're all done now. I think that's the best pricing. If you want it, go get it. If you can't afford it, save up for next year. <laughs> That's what I do. I always take money out every month just for Christmas. I always keep all the receipts from the year before. I add up how much I spend, including hair, nails, outfits, parties, whatever, just so I get an idea. Because I, I love when you watch these stories and they're like, I'm only going to spend $600. Okay, if you are only adults and one small baby, maybe, because if you start adding up meals out, you know, drinks or taking this here, whatever, sister, you're spending more than what you think. Okay, that's my money tip. So that way in January, when you open your bills, you're like, yeah, mama got some more points. Mm. Mama's going somewhere because the bills will be paid. That's my financial advice for the holidays. I'm telling you, it works. Sometimes you hate it, but I'm, and if you need the money earlier, something happens, you can take it out. But I always save a whole different fund for Christmas. So I don't have to touch anything else. I don't have to be stressed. Voila. Okay, that's it. Hey, thank you so much for joining me for this edition of Happy Hour. Happy Thanksgiving. And go out and spread some cheer. I know, everyone's so negativo. No, it's happy times. And smile, and I hope you enjoy your crazy family as much as I'm going to enjoy them. Of course, with the help of a little bottle of wine I like to call Josh. Yeah, I'm taking Joe with me, but Josh is my side piece. <laughs> Can I call the bottle of wine Josh my side piece? <laughs> I think so. Have a great one. I will see you next time. Don't forget to like, follow. You can comment. If you don't agree, call me out. Come on now. You know I like it that way. Uh, you can always private message me anything you like. It's so good to be with you. Enjoy your family. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Talkalicious.